Cameron and Dave. Conversation, crack, and the music you love. Today FM. It all happens here. Today FM. Our next two guests are really taking the long way to the World Cup. Lee Dillon and Dylan Bulger have driven to Qatar and they're on the line now. How was the weather there? The weather is probably worse than what it is where you are. <laughs> just a little bit, I'd say. It's starting to cool down here, to be fair, it's the winter, so it's only about 24, you know. No, just that's practically the same here, I'd say. <laughs> now, look, we said you were driving from, to the World Cup, but where are you driving to the World Cup from? So we're two Irish teachers that are living in Abu Dhabi, and we decided, you know, we're close enough to the World Cup, and it might be a cool experience to drive through the desert. So we drove from Abu Dhabi the whole way through Saudi Arabia and up into Qatar. Right, because geographically, not many of us are, are overly familiar with the Middle East. We kind of have a vague idea of where things are. So Abu Dhabi yeah, is yeah. the other side of Saudi Arabia. Yes. Well, I suppose it's here. It's the capital of the UAE yeah. where we're living. And uh, it's about two and a half, three hours from the Saudi Arabian border. So the first thing we had to do was hop on our camel and road. <laughs> <laughs> No, we had to hop in the car. He ran out of steam, so we had to get into the Mustang instead. <laughs> so we got in the car, drove about three hours uh, there, thereabouts, down to the Saudi Arabian border, and then had to cross through Saudi, quite close to the Arabian Gulf, actually, the, yeah. the body of water there. And what a lot of people wouldn't know as well, I'd say, is that Saudi Arabia is actually absolutely huge. It's a yeah. massive, massive country, and a lot, mm. a lot of it is desert. So we actually didn't drive through the middle of it. Uh, Riyadh is kind of closer to the center. We just kind of drove, drove along the edge it brought us up underneath Qatar to very close to the Saudi-Bahrain border, which is where we left our car. There was free parking there for two to four days. Right. And we were able to get a free bus from there up into the Qatar border, and then we got a bus from there up into Doha. So we should have just got a plane. <laughs> <laughs> um, what's it like being on the road across those countries? Uh, the Irish man in me wants to know what the service stations are like. Uh, lads, it's it's actually, do you know what, it's it's a brilliant experience. I mean, most of Saudi there in particular. So in Abu Dhabi and Dubai, obviously it's a, it's a bustling metropolis at this point. It's high-rise buildings. It's not exactly what you'd expect when you think of a desert region. But when you get outside there then, you're talking like vast nothingness yeah. on either side, which is a great experience once you have enough fuel in your car and <laughs> enough yeah. water to keep you going. And you've had enough sleep, you know. <laughs> but like part of it is... <laughs> on this side of it, from the UAE side, we're kind of used to seeing, they, they, they've kind of caught into the desert and they flatten it out and they kind of build up little, like, pats of sand along the side and they kind of make it look neat and tidy. When we got through the Saudi border, it was completely different. It was yeah. just a vast wasteland and a motorway just cut through it in a complete straight line for like two hours. Yeah, 200 kilometres, just yeah. nothing. In and a straight line. The Saudi border. Yeah, yeah, we came through the Saudi border in the night time and there was no street light. And it was just a bit nuts. Now, lads, whatever about going to the World Cup, you can imagine we were, you know, high as kites going, going, going down there. But can you imagine coming back, travelling through the night? We decided to leave oh. there at 11.30pm in Doha and try to make it our way back. And we saw the sun rising as we were driving that road. I tell you, we need some matchsticks for the island. Lads, like, I mean, are you purposely going out to make bad decisions here? Like I said, you could have flown. You didn't have to leave at half 11 at night either. Well, we, we, we yeah, we kind of did. We were trying to get back in time for work on Monday morning so that was uh, <laughs> I'd yeah, say so. you, were, you were in fit state to teach the kids on Monday morning I'd say lads <laughs> say none lads say, say none but you, you mentioned there like you know making bad decisions and it seems to be a running team so obviously the two of us have a, a podcast and social media presence um, Dylan and Dylan and for the last 12 months or so we've been doing it and it just seems that every single step along the way 
there's been something has gone wrong, but it's it's part of the, the phone in the crack and, yeah. and why people follow what we're doing. We've managed to turn each situation into a piece of content for people to just kind of laugh at it. Like the first time we went out for like promotion shots in the desert, we said we we find this actual desert spot where you can drive out into the sand and you're surrounded with sand dunes. We brought the Mustang in, got some really cool shots, and we thought, you know what, it'll be hilarious. Let's throw water on ourselves, make ourselves look really sweaty, turn off the car and push it and go, why didn't you put petrol in the car? I can't believe we're after breaking down. (laughs) Unbelievable. Well, five minutes later, we pull out of the desert onto the road. No word of a lie, lads. The car breaks down. (laughs) You're about three hours from home, lads. (laughs) It never stops. Like, we were in Doha there the other night, and of course, we're down on Sale Boulevard, which is near the the main stadium where the final is going to be held. We came out of Argentina, Mexico, which was something else, and... We're just hanging around there. The fans are all around. We're dying for a McDonald's, of course. We're in the queue for an hour. And we're just sitting there, taking it all taking in. Taking it all in. Three should, in we go, should we go and get a bus? Ah, no. Enjoy the McDonald's now. Enjoy the experience. Take yeah. it in. So we wander up towards the bus. There was no more a bus inside. <laughs> <laughs> we were rightly up the creek. It turns out we missed. The last bus was at 3 a.m. And we landed down at that bus stop at 3.10. And we found out afterwards that it was 3 a.m. So if we didn't mourn our McDonald's for so long, we would have made it. There you go. Irish abroad. That's what happened. <laughs> and come here. What's the atmosphere like on the ground there at the World Cup? Because obviously we've heard mixed reports back here that, you know, it's not as good as other World Cups. And, you know, all the stuff that came with it, all the baggage that came with the tournament may have dampened some of that fun and celebrations but what's it like when you're actually there look we, honestly that was kind of in our heads going down like we've never been to World Cup and it's every, every football fan's dream to get there so we were worried that that was going to be an issue but honestly whatever about all the baggage the human rights stuff the you know the, the conflict in cultures and stuff that's all some of that can't know, be argued some with. of that can't be argued with but what also can't be argued with is the atmosphere down there the party atmosphere absolutely unbelievable we could not get over the hospitality yeah in our experience, was, was second to none. The public transport, in our experience, apart from trying to get a bus at half three in the morning, didn't exist. <laughs> was very, very good, but that was our fault. Um, the stadia, lads, the, the, they're actually building seven of the eight stadia have been built from scratch, and they are just incredible. Unbelievable. Like, we found ourselves there an hour after the game with the last two people in the stadium just sitting there looking at it like it's, it's you know, they've done a great job, and I think... Now again, we can only speak from our experience, but we went around, we interviewed some fans and stuff for the for the Instagram, and everyone's experience was the same. They're saying, you know what, we're coming down here thinking, oh, like, it's not going to be like other World Cups. Mm. You can't have a pint or you can't have a drink, so it's not going to be... You should have seen some of the scenes down there when, you know, after the game, they have a big fan zone outside, and people are dancing for two, three hours, and we stood back at one stage and said, look at that, not a drink in sight. Yeah, and like, you just kind of, at that point, everybody just gets involved with the crack anyway. You yeah. Know, you want to be there. And like, it's not it's not a case that you can't get a drink. One of the biggest fan parks in, I think the biggest fan park mm. in Doha serves drink all the way through the night, and like, it's really popular, obviously. So if you want, if you really want to get a drink, you're there for the day, you're there for the night. Right, so it's not but a feature the way it would be in, in traditional World Cups, as it were. Yes, yeah, yeah, yeah exactly. Yeah. And I just, I don't feel, personally, I don't feel it affected at all. Like, think about no. the Argentina-Mexico game. I've never been in that sort like that, ever. Well, you, you boys, I mean, whatever whatever set of bad decisions you made, you know, between uh, getting your car <laughs> breaking down and missing buses, you chose the game that gave you a messy goal at a World Cup. Oh, uh, lads, talk about a bucket list. We uh, were sitting there in disbelief. Because we, we kind of set ourselves the bucket list. So we're actually going back there again next weekend, would you yeah. believe? And we're, we're going to see, hopefully, Ronaldo and Portugal playing against South Korea. So the bucket list that we kind of set was, we'd love to see Messi scoring. Yeah. We'd love to see Ronaldo scoring. And get to see Modric playing in his last World Cup as well. Wow. And so far, we've got two of those three. We're hoping that we're going to get the... 
<laughs> well, look, if you want to follow the two boys, they're crack. You can go. Their Instagram is at Dylan and Dylan. Uh, the first one is with the Y, is the first name, and the second one is the I double L O N, the second name. Uh, Dylan and Dylan, go follow the boys, see what they're doing. And lads, best luck on the next trip, and maybe think about taking the plane. <laughs> Are you going to send one over for us, lads? You're the boys of the tax free money over in the UAE, so you're alone. That's what everyone says about you. I know nothing about it, lads. I know nothing about it. <laughs> uh, Lee and Dylan, great to talk to you. Enjoy. Thanks, Thanks guys. Love you. Good luck. Cheers. Bye. See you later. Dermot and Dave. Weekdays from 9 a.m.